0: Welcome back. In this week's episode, we discuss the Uvaldi school shooting, Jack Posobiec being arrested by the World Economic Forum, and the death of Shireen Abu Akleh. I'm Luke.
1: And I'm Rody.
0: And this is the Right Side of the Compass Podcast. So, dear listener, We want to continue providing you with the best content possible. However, we need your help. Please hit the like button, share this video with your friends, and subscribe to the channel. In addition, you can hit the notification bell to be notified of whenever we post additional content. If for whatever reason you don't like watching us on YouTube, we have Spotify, Google, Apple accounts. We're on all the platforms you can think of, so you can listen to us there as well. If you want to reach out to us, feel free to slide into our DMs at the right side of the compass on Instagram or by commenting on the video down below. We worked very hard on this episode and we hope you enjoy. Anyways, let's talk about topic number one, the Uvalde school shooting. Uh, This is a pretty big topic. I think everyone and their mother-in-law has an opinion on this at this point. We are pretty late to the topic.
1: My mother-in-law specifically.
0: I think that's just how the expression goes. Okay. Whatever. Anyways, yeah, but that, that's what's going to happen. If things happen, you know, in the middle of the week, we, we won't end up talking about them till next week. But uh, that, that does give us some advantages in that it allows us to talk about things in an angle that I haven't seen anyone talk about yet. And uh, But anyways, before we talk about our angle, let's talk about the facts. Last Tuesday, a school shooter, I believe his name was Salvador Ramos or something along those lines, Uh, he came to Robb Elementary School and shot up a classroom of children. I think like 22 people died. It was very, very sad. And, uh, you know, there's all sorts of explanations going on about why he did it. And there are other shows that spoke more about the shooter and his motives. And, you know, I recommend you go check them out. Of course, the Lotus Eaters did great coverage Daily Wire did excellent coverage. Tim Cass did excellent coverage. Uh, they all did very, very good coverage. So if you want to go find out more about, you know, this, the shooting from that angle, fine, fair enough. But I want to talk about it from a different perspective. During the shooting, there was a woman, Angelie Rose Gomez. She's the mother of two students at Rob Elementary School, the school that was shot up. And when she heard about it, she drove 40 miles. To get to the school, and she sees that these cops, they're they're surrounding the building, they're not going in. And she gets hysterical, I assume as you would if your kids are in a school with a deranged lunatic with a gun. And so she tells the cops to go in and, you know, start trying to get this guy. And the cops decide to put her in handcuffs. Eventually the marshals get her out of handcuffs. And so this is what's pretty remarkable about the story she goes she leaves the crowd she goes around the back jumps over the fence sneaks into the school gets her kids out and then gets out of the building with her two kids
1: wow super mom
0: yeah if you think your mom loves you no your mom does not love you the way that this mom loves her kids
1: (laughs) i mean they say like you know women can like lift cars for their kids.
0: Yeah, that that it that being a mom will do that for you. Um, it would have been more appropriate if the school shooting happened on Mother's Day, because then it would be like you know, super mom go saves your kids from school shooter. You know, Happy Mother's Day, guys. No, but that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs>
1: that's Small terrible. <laughs> Hashtag Happy Mother's Day. Oh God, that's so dark. <laughs> <laughs> this is
0: so terrible. I am literally the worst human being I know. Anyways, um. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> No, it's actually no. This is this is seriously terrible. I was just I don't know. I, I let my mind wander sometimes, but uh, that's not that's not really the problem here. Like you know, great that great on this mom. In all seriousness, this mom did a great thing. Um, I wonder why she didn't get the other kids out, but uh, you know, whatever it is, what it is. Um, but she got her kids out, which is very impressive and re- requires a lot of uh, courage, bravery. So, you know kudos to her, but you you know how long that takes for her to drive forty miles
1: to get yeah, to forty miles movie? is like forty minutes.
0: Well, that's only if you're going
1: the speed limit, <laughs> according to Google, if you're going the speed limit, okay, you're probably gonna get there in like thirty to forty minutes
0: exactly but
1: if you're her, you probably got there in like ten. <laughs>
0: No, but still, 40 miles is nothing to sneeze at. And uh, she drove there. She had time to get arrested, get unarrested, sneak into the school, get out with her kids. And then the cops went in and started, you know, looking for this guy. They say the cops waited there for over an hour outside the school. Can you believe this?
1: That's crazy. Why?
0: Well, there was a similar thing that happened. Do you remember the Parkland shooting? I think there was a similar thing that happened in Florida like that. Where, like, the cops just kind of twiddled their thumbs, they sat around, and they did not. I mean, you
1: see it in every movie, also. In every movie, the cops are always waiting outside, just waiting.
0: No, 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 no. The reason why cops will wait outside is if there's a hostage situation. That's why a cop will wait. And that's why a cop should wait. But if there's no indication that hostages are being held, why would they wait outside?
1: No, you're right. There's there's no reason.
0: Yeah. And uh, and like I understand waiting twenty minutes, like to bring in backup, I suppose, but an hour you can't get like some special weapons and tactics guys to come in and, you know, storm the place. I, I, I here, here's the thing. I assume that if this was some important government official, the cops will make sure that there are military personnel, and there's SWAT, and there's uh, Secret Service.
1: And G.I. Joe.
0: Exactly. They will send in uh, John, what's his name, the guy from Die Hard, John McClane?
1: John McClane, yeah. Yeah, they'll
0: send in John McClane to, uh, uh, what's the, the name of the guy, MacGyver. Uh, some situation with, you know, rubber bands and some glue and some chewing gum. Your kids are not nearly as important as these government officials, apparently. So, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll but it always...
0: do... Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but it does beg the question, of course, if the cops are not going to do the one job they have, which is to, you know, do brave protect. things. And, yeah. Protect. Serve and protect. Right. Uh, what's the point of the cops existing at that point? I'd rather just the cops not exist because, you know, it's to give it's- tickets. Well, yes, we, we, what would we do without parking tickets?
1: It's it's really unfortunate because they make something like you said, that's supposed to be serve and protect and make it into a negative. uh, It's like when you see a, a cop, you know, like when you're driving on the road and you see a cop, you're like, Oh shit. Like, you know, you shouldn't be thinking that, you know, you should be thinking like, Oh, like, you know, I feel safe. Like, thank God there is a cop. But like, no, it's it's unfortunate that you know. First of all, tickets is how they make their money, and but you know there's other aspects of their job because they're not just serve and protect; they're also law enforcement. So, you know, it's it's a, a hard balance to uh, to uh, you know get your head around.
0: Right. So again, that's not the problem, but I'm pretty sure there is a rule against shooting up a school
1: just
0: i'm pretty sure if they're gonna enforce the law then maybe they should start with this one i don't know i don't know this just i think if you had to
1: hold on listen, let me look it up i don't know i think i need to look it up if it's if it's against the law
0: listen i, I don't want to presume to be the smartest guy in the room but if i had to choose if there were if there was, I guess, a comparison to be made between, you know, enforcing the law of like, you know, not parking somewhere where you're not supposed to park and not shooting up a school, I'd kind of hope law enforcement would try to enforce the second one first. Like they would make <laughs> sure that no one's shooting up a school and then start ticketing people.
1: That's probably what they were doing. They were looking at all the illegal parkings in the parking lots, giving them tickets.
0: Oh, of course, because listen, we gotta enforce the law. I'm enforcing traffic law. I don't care what's going on in the school. I'm enforcing traffic law.
1: Jesus. Yeah. Anyways. Well, definitely an unfortunate event.
0: Oh, it was definitely unfortunate, and uh, and and that's the problem here. I think that uh, you know the right wants to. This is the this a lot. I talk about this a lot, and and a lot of other people on the right talk about this. And uh, that is that we can't just be, like, anti-left slogan, right? So when the left says abolish the police, right, defund the police, right, The, 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 the right can't just go like, oh, well, we need cops to enforce the law. Well, have a positive vision for what you want the cops to do, right? Do you want the cops to be able to go in and storm a school that's being shot up by a deranged lunatic? Yeah, that's what I want the cops to do. But if they're not going to do that, then the left wing vision is better. You know, if they're not going to do the one thing I need them to do, then they can go away as far as I'm concerned. And I don't think there's much to disagree with here.
1: Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't think we should defund the police in terms of if they're doing their job. (laughs) But like you said, if they're not, then what's the point? Exactly. You know, my tax dollars can go somewhere else.
0: Right, and if we're not funding the police, we could buy all the guns we want. The only reason I can't buy whatever gun I want is because the police exist. But if the police are not gonna, you know, stop school shootings, then why would I not want guns? Anyways, uh, so speaking of bad police, right? We're done with that topic, but we got more. This is the anti cop episode. This is the this is the f the police episode of uh, Right Side of the Compass. Apparently, because uh, the second topic today is also about the police uh specifically the police in Davos uh Switzerland and the story goes as follows Jack Posobiec was arrested by Davos police when he was filming the outside of the World Economic Forum building Okay so to give you some background Jack Posobiec he's a rather famous right-wing journalist he broke some very important stories um and he was filming outside uh this building in Davos where they were having the World Economic Forum. Do you know what the World Economic Forum is?
1: Um, where all the richest people come together and discuss like world stuff.
0: Oh, you mean like where people from all over the world gather into a forum to discuss economics? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: come, on, no. come on, come on, <laughs> Wait, come Give you come that on. idea.
0: Come on, Rodi. If you're gonna, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna, if you're gonna fake having read the assigned reading, at least do better yes. job of <laughs> making it. You're like, you're like that student saying, "What, what was the Peloponnesian War?" Well, it was the war <laughs> that happened in Peloponnesia. <laughs> <It was> <laughs> <laughs> oh, the. Pu- the pubic war. The sexiest of all wars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God.
0: <laughs> Anyways. Um, no, so it's kind of like
1: that thing- kid on that test where it's like, find X. And then, like, they circle the X. And it's like, I found it.
0: <laughs> found it. Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, yeah, you are kind of right. It's a bunch of world leaders. They get together. Rich elites. They come together. Um, and they discuss economic issues, uh, climate change. I
1: don't know. Doesn't like Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, like all these yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. go And they talk about, you know, climate change and, you know, where the world's going and how like the wealth, I guess, should be used to better the world.
0: Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. These are, these are the, the, these are the richest people. Some of them you've heard of and some of them you haven't. Right. So you got your Bill Gates types, which you've. Which theoretically you should have heard of because Bill Gates is a very famous person. I only know of Klaus Schwab because of his work in the World Economic Forum. I don't know what he does. I don't know why he's wealthy. I don't know where he got his money from.
1: Well, it might be in the last name, like Charles Schwab, which is mean? a brokerage firm.
0: Oh, could that be?
1: Perhaps. It could be.
0: Regardless, it, these people – some whatever. Regardless, these people are the – the wealthiest people on the planet. These are the people that, you know, they, they talk about climate change a lot and they talk about inequality and they talk about medicine. They're just, you know, big international organizations. And, um, and so, you know, a lot of the right has been kind of going after these organizations because there's this, I guess, idea in the right and per, perhaps rightly so, they feel that a lot of these international organizations are under undermining national interests by subterfuge through bribing politicians and kind of having a global elite that are more concerned with the interests of the global elite rather than the interests of, of a national government. Now, like, listen, I, I'm not I don't think these people should be barred from meeting with each other because on what grounds would you do that? But they shouldn't be protected as an NGO by the police with their own badges on the police. And that's the story here, right? You got the, you've basically Jack Posobiec was filming outside of this building and the the cops come and stop him. Now here's, there's two problems with this. Number one, the world economic forum is not the Swiss government, right? So it's not like, It should be classified. It's a classified building with national secrets, right? Like that, I would kind of understand, but it's just a building. These people should have no authority. So theoretically, these people should have a building and you could film it just like any other building, just like you could go outside and film a GameStop, or you could go outside and film my house, or you could go outside and film an Um, ice cream. I don't
1: think you can do that. You can. You could just film anyone's house? No, it's private property.
0: Not really. I mean, yes, but Google films your house all the time.
1: That's true. But um, if it was illegal,
0: Google Earth wouldn't be allowed to exist.
1: I'm just trying to think of is a is a public building that they were in.
0: Yeah, it's a public building. I mean, it's in the public domain. It's not like it's not like a private residence. It's not like an. and he
1: was arrested just for filming. Yeah. The building,
0: the building. Yeah.
1: Not for what he was saying.
0: It doesn't. If he was filmed, if he was arrested for what he was saying, does that make it any better?
1: I don't know. But where was it again?
0: In Davos, Switzerland.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit different. I mean, their laws are a little bit different than ours, so I don't know what the laws are there.
0: Uh, Switzerland? It's not Saudi Arabia. Last I checked.
1: It's not, but it's like you know, you know like I always say, you know in other countries you have privileges not rights so that's true that's true
0: that being said switzerland is presumably a a, a western style democracy where we should have basic political speech most most western democracies even if they have hate speech laws they still permit most political advocacy
1: yeah so, um you're right
0: it shouldn't be. I don't know. There might have
1: been more to it. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe the people inside didn't want him there. I, I don't know. <laughs> it would be like, you know, if. It's kind of like when. I don't know. I'm sure if there are college campuses that kick people off their campuses because they don't like just for their opinion. You know, like Ben Shapiro or like.
0: Yeah, but like, those are First Amendment issues and they could get in trouble for that.
1: You're right, but do they?
0: Again, it takes a while because you have to take them to court and you have to make your case. And but it's not so simple to say that in the United States, just because a college campus is a private campus, therefore you could just okay.
1: So it could be one of those things. It's like arrest him now; we'll deal with it later. I don't know.
0: That doesn't make it better. You're right.
1: I'm not saying that's better. I'm I'm saying that you you know that might have. Can you
0: imagine? Can you imagine if I would just. If, if let's say, I didn't like someone, I would just call the cops on them, get them arrested, and be like, yeah, we'll deal with the legal stuff later. You could only. I mean, well, if you're day. a
1: billionaire, it should be no sweat off your back. It's like, exactly. oh, okay, fine. This guy wants to sue us $250,000. Okay, great. You know, that's pennies for me.
0: Exactly, of course. And uh, it's not even an individual person, it's an organization that's worth billions, trillions of dollars, perhaps. Um,
1: just in that room alone, it's like,
0: yeah, that's so much wealth. <laughs> Exactly. But the second problem, and I think this is even a bigger problem than the first problem, because I think the first problem, you see, like, you can try to justify this. Why do the cops have World Economic Forum insignias sewn onto their uniforms?
1: Um, Because they were probably hired to do security at this forum.
0: But even if cops... When the cops do security by the synagogue... Private. But then they're not police. They're police officers. They're not private security. They were police officers. I don't
1: know. Maybe they were... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe be they more, were...
0: Be righte- Be more righteously indignant. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just yeah. kidding. Of, no, but there, there really is no justification. Because if they're private security, then they shouldn't have police. And if they're police, they shouldn't have a private insignia. Uh,
1: yeah. Um... Oh, no, you don't see like when during some events, uh, police in New York will wear something for that event.
0: Not an insignia that you sew onto your uniform permanently. Mm. They may wear like a pin or something. They may like wear a little banner, but they're not going to wear like an insignia that they have to sew on because they have to sew it on and then take it off. This is a thing they wear all the time. So that means that in Switzerland, they have police protecting the World Economic Forum, which to me is bonkers because the World Economic Forum should have literally zero power.
1: Yet they have all the power because they're all the richest men in the world.
0: Right, which brings me to my point, which is that we don't live in a democracy. We live in a global oligarchy. We don't – our politicians only – or exist in so far as the oligarchs give them permission to exist and to do their jobs. That is why we have a lot of problems in the world because we, we vote in people and we want agendas done, but there are a lot of rich people that have enough money going around and they're willing to, uh, they're willing to use their wealth and their influence and a lot of times blackmail to get what they want.
1: You're right. The unfortunate reality is that it can be used for bad. And then, Sometimes you'll have the very few, like Elon Musk, that use it, uses it for good. What, wealth? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I didn't know where you were going with that, so yeah. yeah. But but Elon Musk like is one in a million, and that's why he's doing it. But the reality is we we, we have a goal, global oligarchy. So anyone that's, – that's really the problem. It doesn't matter whether you're right-wing or you're left-wing. <laughs> that's why populism is so popular nowadays because a lot of people see – that their votes, no matter which side of the political spectrum they vote for, no matter who they vote for, their 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 votes don't get anything. Doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. there's there's someone bigger than them who has more money and is w- willing to use that money and that influence to get what they want. Um, all right. So I think I mean that was a pretty obvious takeaway, but you know, I kind of wanted to talk about it, if only to kind of keep that in mind. Um, but now we're, we're getting off the cops and now we're going to talk about the journalists who report on the cops because, um, you know, I'm we're feeling pretty anti-establishment today over at the right side of the <laughs> podcast. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, the life and times of Shirin Abu Akleh, specifically the times like the times of her death. Um, let's talk about that. So Al Jazeera journalist Shireen Abu Akleh was killed during a firefight between the IDF and Arab insurgents. Uh, The IDF is, of course, the Israel Defense Forces and Arab insurgents being terrorists. Um, Now, Israel has been kind of dealing with the fallout of this for the past couple of weeks. There was a big riot at her funeral. And (sighs) and, uh, things have been kind of tense in Israel recently, partially because of what happened with Shireen Abu Akleh. Uh, of course the Palestinians basically turned her into a saint. They, they canonized her in the church of Palestine, but,
1: uh. I mean, I just have a, I have a few questions about it. Um. Yeah,
0: yeah, sure. But let's, let's, you can ask your questions, but let's go over the, the details. So, Okay. So Israel and Palestine, the state of Palestine are currently running investigations into the cause of her death the israelis are are saying that it probably wasn't the israelis um, and the palestinians are of course running israel's name through the mud right now they're accusing israel of having shot her not not just shot a journalist but targeted her on purpose for no reason um and yeah that's that's really what happened i would say that's the, like the most important thing um oh and a lot of people all over the world have been accusing israel of war crimes and but that's not really news it's more old's anyways so, yeah, let's let's discuss what happened and let's discuss uh, what's going on with this and the takeaway.
1: Yeah. So uh, basically, I'm kind of just wondering is why this is probably not the first journalist that's, you know, that's been uh civilian casualty. Um,
0: well, and no, so I'm just so wondering why will...
1: this is like a bigger deal than others.
0: Well, journalists wouldn't be civilian casualties. I don't think they would be. I think they'd be considered Journalists. Well, journalists go into war zones for obvious reasons. They do wear special uniforms to show that they are journalists and that you shouldn't target them.
1: You're right. But at the same time, you're going to a war zone, so you know what you're getting into.
0: That's true. And I think that real armies don't – this is, I think, what – to kind of give it charitably, I think a lot of people would say that if the Palestinians were to have shot her, right, the Palestinians aren't a real army and therefore – you know, who cares, but the Israelis fashion themselves a real army. And so they shouldn't be targeting journalists. Um, But my, my, I guess, number one, my point is, I guess, which to your point, which is that it's a war zone, it, you know, accidents happen. It's not automatically a war crime for things to go wrong. Civilians die all the time in war. It's sad, but it is what it is. It's not the, the, the problem is targeting them deliberately. And that's, If the Palestinians want to accuse Israel of a war crime, they have to demonstrate that the IDF targeted her specifically as a journalist, right? Because if, let's say, she took off her journalist outfit, just, like, even if they targeted her, but they had no way of knowing she was a journalist, it wouldn't be a war crime. Yeah. so there, there's rules There's rules to how it goes. You don't have to like the fact that there's international law just to understand how international law works. And how international law works is that you, you would have to know that she's a journalist, and then someone would have to target her specifically. Um, not because she's a journalist, but rather, you know, just not be targeting someone in uniform. Um, and also a lot of these rules go out the window when targeting insurgents, technically, because these rules of war really only apply to Armies fighting other armies, but if 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 journalists are coming in and g- coming and going, and civilians are coming and going, and the enemy insurgents are dressed like regular people, then it's not fair to say that you know they violated the rules of war. Which, based on the footage over there, the Arab insurgents were not wearing uniforms; they were dressed like civilians. So that wasn't—it's not really a fair comparison. As
1: terrorists usually are.
0: Uh, no, listen. There are some terrorists that have uniforms.
1: There are. But there are a lot that don't.
0: No, of course. But in the, in this case, they did not. As 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 it happens to be, they did not. Uh, so, again, a lot of the – this is very murky. And also, no one's been able to prove definitively that the Israelis were behind this. It could very well have been the Palestinians that killed her. Um, But just even more to the point, like, this shit happens. But even more, more than that, I don't really consider her a journalist. I consider her an enemy combatant.
1: Mm-hmm. because because she's propaganda
0: yeah provably so if you work for Al Jazeera you're a propagandist It's it, it, this is not just a, a me thing it's not an Israel thing pretty much everyone around the world agrees unless you are like a tanky of some like, a, a tanky everyone agrees that uh, Al Jazeera is Qatari propaganda it's not exactly reputable news uh huh so, I mean, I just like, yeah, it's sad that she died. It's sad when anyone dies, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, oh, no, not the journo. Oh, no. Because, uh, again, she's a propagandist for a very, very brutal Islamist regime. And um, I'm not going to cro- shed tears for her. I'm sorry, I I just really don't
1: care. <laughs> One thing that. Explain to me this is I've been looking on online and people also been criticizing the way the Israelis handled it after she was killed and more specifically like her funeral. Um, What happened there?
0: Can you elaborate like what the criticism is in terms of
1: that? They, that the Israelis came in and they were, you know, even, even if they were over uh, idolizing,
0: no, no, no. Like, go back in in the sense that, like, go back and and describe the situation that was going on at the funeral, and then say like what people are criticizing about the way they handled it.
1: Um, I don't know. They the I mean the video clips that I saw or the video I haven't really looked into this much, but from what I've seen, uh, the clips have showed Israeli soldiers coming in and taking the coffin and basically trying to ruin the funeral.
0: Okay. Or
1: or or maybe they thought there were weapons in it instead of a body. I don't know, but like they were not being respectful towards the funeral.
0: Okay, so basically from what I understand what happened was and this is not to justify the police cuz I'm again, this is the anti cop episode, so I am not going to sit here and needlessly defend the cops. But what I will say is that the police were um, were probably, from what I understand, this is what I, it was explained to me, that there was a riot going on, that the Palestinians were not being respectful of the journalist, and the journalist's family really just wanted a quiet funeral. Um, and so the police had to come in and kind of restore some order. Um, that's really what I heard of. That That's how I understood it. Um, but again, to me, the anyone who wants to criticize the Israeli police for the way that things like, and again, again, I have to preface this by saying, I don't think the Israeli police are the most professional police force on the planet. Anyone who's been to Israel knows that the army and the police force is held together by scotch tape, bubble gum, and a lot of <laughs> prayers. So the idea that like we have the most... <laughs> No, the idea that we have the most professional... A bunch of 18-year-olds. Yeah, they, they are a bunch of 18-year-olds. They got a bunch of 18-year-olds. They got a couple 30-year-olds, a couple 40-year-olds. Adult year olds. infants. Yeah, adult infants. And that's really what people are, like, when they stay in the Army for that long. They're just adult infants. Um, and is uh, it so, like... The situation deteriorated long before this happened. And the reason it deteriorated long before this happened is because in the Middle East, you can't be equivocal. You have to be unequivocally strong. You can't sit there and be like, well, maybe the enemy has a point and maybe they're this. I mean, do you think the Arabs sit there and wonder, like, what the Jewish side of all this is? No, they don't. And you don't, you don't have to think that the Israelis are 100% correct to understand that the Arabs are not thinking about being fair to the Jews. That's just not how it is. The Israelis are trying to be fair to the Arabs, and the Arabs are not trying to be fair to the Jews, and that's where the problem lies. And that's why even if you sympathize with the Palestinians to, to a certain degree, you have to recognize that you, you can't behave that way with them because they are not being fair to their enemies. Which is how you should be. You should never be fair to your enemies. You should always punish them with as much strength as possible to make sure that you win. Because there's only one type of unfair fight, and that's the fight that you lose.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's no winners.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That the only fight that you know it doesn't matter how you win. You just need to win. And uh, and so I would say as follows that anyone who's criticizing the Israeli police for the deterioration of the funeral. And assuming that they're coming in good faith and they're not just being like, oh, the Israelis, they're being apartheid again. Um, Anyone who has a problem with the Israelis needs to recognize that, yes, the Israeli police are not perfect. I've criticized them in the past. I think we've brought up on the show, like, scandals with the Israeli police. Specifically with them spying on civilians, including Arabs and ultra-Orthodox Jews and things like that. But ultimately... I would say that in in this situation the reality is is that this would have devolved into a nightmare anyways and uh there's nothing really you could do about that 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 was bound to happen
1: like it usually does
0: <sighs> yeah unfortunately anyways uh See this is why we can't have
1: nice things
0: Oh no we we in Israel cannot have nice things that is just
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That is that is just very true
1: All right, that's it for our show. Hope you enjoyed. Like, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, Getter, Facebook, YouTube.
0: Truth Social. social. Don't forget Truth Social.
1: We have a Truth Social now?
0: I have a Truth Social. You need to open a Truth Social, but I have Oh, okay. I need
1: to open a Truth Social. Okay. We're going to – Follow us on all, all the social media platforms except Twitter.
0: We need to get a Twitter
1: we need to get twitter okay fine we'll we'll get a twitter
0: (laughs) if elon if if this video gets 100 downloads we will open a
1: twitter ah challenge accepted Uh and you can slide into our dms or comment on our youtube videos if you would like to get in contact with us we look forward to seeing you next time